it's been a very interesting um, week already, and it's just Tuesday. Why it's so interesting is that, you know, I've spoken with uh, three women now, because I have to include Sunday, because I did a podcast about um, Black women. And, but Monday and Tuesday also has been very interesting, because we've somehow have stayed kind of on the topic of Black women and and mental health. And and Sunday, the podcast was about Black women in the, in the corporate world. And, um, but somehow this week, including today, like I said, you know, we've continued to talk about, I've been working with, with uh, Black women who are, um, you know, very successful Black women. And, you know, I'm kind of in a mood after uh, having the sessions with two of them today. And um, I kind of met them in the session in a very different way. And what came out of that is that both of these ladies were craving something. And I don't think I knew it. And I don't think they knew it. But thank God we were able to meet in the middle and figure it out. What these guys were craving was love. And I know that probably sounds crazy, but, you know, like I said, these women are very successful. But what we realized is that um, they both, they don't know each other, but uh, both of these ladies are, like I said, very successful. They're go-getters. They, uh, they give all that they, they got into their, into their, their, uh, to their work. And, um, you know, and what they got to receive from that, of course, is, is money, you know, they would make probably over six figures and uh, and that's good. It's a great reward for giving so much. But we also kind of discussed this other reward. Uh, and it and it was it was love or what felt like love, what felt like people cared. Um, it felt like people cared about me because I was offering something and people would give me the kudos and um uh, people heard me and and they they uh, smiled at me and they told me how proud of me they were. It's what these ladies explained. And one of them specifically said, you know, I'll take that because I so need love and that feels something like it and I'll, I'll take it. I need love, Renee. It's what both of them kind of said in, in their, in these different sessions, but at the core of the sessions, that's really what it was. They they wanted love. Um, and I was wondering, you know, how many Black women, how many of us out there in the world, you know, we're, we're you know, kicking butt when it comes to the corporate world. You know, we're making six figures. We're checking all the boxes. You know, we look good. Our hair's together. Our makeup is right. Um, but we're dying on the inside because we don't have love. One of the young ladies explained it so well in a moment when she was being very, very vulnerable. And I have to tell you that neither one of these women are, are very vulnerable. So it was it was work to kind of get to this place where they were willing to dig deep to figure out that what's missing in my life is love. But what one of the young ladies told me is she said, if I could be honest with my friends, 
I would tell them that I'm empty. I'm empty on love. I don't have a lot of it left. And she started to cry and, and I got emo emotional with her because I've been in those moments where you feel like your love tank is low and the world, because the world sees you as this strong woman, uh, what she explained is because they see me as this strong woman, when I do tell them that I'm hurting, um, they don't take it very seriously. They go, well, but you have everything. Look at all you got. Why, why would you need what else do you need? And she said, today, I realized that what I should be telling them is, yeah, I have all of these things, but at night I cry because I'm missing love. I only have a little bit left in my tank, Renee, is what she told me. And I don't know how to get it filled back up. I don't know how to ask people for love. I know how to perform. I know how to, I know how to be the best, but I don't know how to ask people to give me a hug, to let me cry, to hold me, to pat my back because the world seems scary sometimes and the world is unfair sometimes. And, and maybe it's none of that. It's just that I, I need, I need love. And she and I, when we were in this session, I told her, I said, you know, I'm thinking about this time when my husband, and if, if you guys, and most of the people that know my husband, they know that he wears these t-shirts. And on the front, he printed out um, free hugs. That's what he puts on his t-shirt. And I hated it. I was like, why in the hell are you walking around with the t-shirt that says free hugs? And I told her, though, I said, you know, one day we went to the outlets and I forget which one it was. But we went to the outlets. We were going to Ralph Lauren and I wanted to um, get something for myself. And so at this time um, that we were in, uh, it was kind of around the George Floyd. It was it was a lot going on and people were very skeptical of each other, you know, black people and white people and whoever else, you know, it was just a lot going on in the world at that time. But anyway, my husband has this free hugs on his t-shirt, which yeah, he wears them all the time. And if we would go to the grocery store, you know, uh, people would just come over and get a hug. It was quite interesting to me, uh, maybe because I'm a therapist, you know, I, I you know, I, I wanted to know like, why are strangers just coming up to him and, and so willing to just get a hug? And I remember um, at being at the grocery store one day and this white girl and, and I don't know, maybe her friend passed by and they were into this conversation, you know, I mean, they were just in it, you know, they were deep in this conversation. And, uh, she saw that my husband had this, this t-shirt on that said free hugs. And right away she stopped talking to her friend and she just comes over to my husband and she gives him the biggest, longest hug. And then she just walked away. But, you know, so that's kind of uh, the experiences he's had when he wears these free hugs shirt. But anyway, I'm, I'm in the session with my with my client and and I, to I told her, I said, you know, so I'm at Ralph Lauren. Uh, all of this stuff is going on in the world. But my husband, a big black man, he's six, four. He's a huge guy, uh, has this T-shirt that says free hugs. So we're we walk into Ralph Lauren and I immediately go in to get what I was looking for. And uh, my husband stayed there at the front of the of the store.
And um, by the time I came back, I was ready to go to the to the to get in the line so I could pay for my items. And I noticed that there was a white guy who had walked in with his with his uh, with his wife. And he was an older white guy. He had a cane and he was kind of bent over. And his wife went ahead and went into the store. And but he stood right there next to Kenneth, my husband. And, um, you know, so I'm sitting there, you know, waiting for my turn to get to the cashier. And I could see the guy look over at Kenneth's shirt. And before I knew it, he had totally threw himself around Kenneth. He was he was getting a hug. And Kenneth then hugged him back. And so in the wake of, of Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and all the things, um, you got this big black man and this small, feeble white man uh, in an embrace. And everybody in the store, it seemed, stopped and, and, and just looked, they looked at these guys hugging. And what was really interesting is that after they finished, um, the white guy, his wife, I guess, didn't find anything that she wanted. So she had come back to the front by this time, by the time they finished hugging. And uh, he just walked away. You could tell he had tears in his eyes. You could tell that he he really needed that hug. But he just walked away. And uh, Kenneth came and stood next to me. And I didn't really say anything to him because I'm sure he was feeling a certain type of way. But everybody in the store, though, was kind of looking like, wow. And I and me being a therapist, I wish I could have went through and, and read the minds of everyone in there. Like, what are people thinking about this? I wish I could have read the mind of, of, the, of the older white man, you know. What was his thoughts about right now, the time that we're living in, you sitting here and just you've wrapped yourself around this black man and you got your free hug. But I told my client about that in the session and she just bawled, she cried. And I told her, I said, you know, I wonder, I wonder um, how many more of us in the world is it that need those free hugs? You know, it's, I said, so you're not the only one. I think people really do crave love. I think you're not the only one in the world who has a love tank that's on empty. But I told her, I said, you know, I'd like for you to take the risk in your life from this point forward. And I'd like you to take the risk in asking for a hug when you need it. Because people will see your services. They'll see your value. They'll see how strong you are before they see that your love tank is empty. And I think that what I've learned from her in this session today is that we have to remember, we do, we have to remember that sometimes people, they don't know that that's what we need. And I told her in session, I said, you know, as your therapist, you know, we have been in a very long relationship and I have to be honest, I have to be honest with you. I, I don't really, I don't necessarily feel like uh, there has been a moment where you opened the door for me to really fully see you in this vulnerable way um, where I knew exactly what it is that you needed. Even though this is a, a virtual session, um, I wanted to be able to kind of wrap 
my words around you. Wrap some warm words around you because I see that you needed it. And, and she says, well, I don't know how to do that, Renee. I don't know how to sit in this vulnerable moment and ask for love because every time I, I tried to do it when I was younger, it cost me too much. It was too much work to do to get love. So now I just, I'm willing to do the work and I'm willing to accept the little piece of whatever people give me because I've, they're proud of me or, or because I've done something great for their company. Whatever that thing is that they give me, I've, I've let that be love. Because love, the real form of love, I've learned that it just costs me too much. And it's just so much work I have to do in order to get it. And then I had to bring her back to the session. I said, well, it didn't cost you anything for you to uh, really tell me that that's what you needed. And so look at us in a moment where I get to kind of take care of you in this way. This is a moment where I get to wrap my, my arms, you know, virtually around you by saying, hey, let's step out of life for a second. And I want you to tell me what you need from me. And she was able to do it. That's when she went into explaining that I need love. I need my love tank filled up. I don't want to have to do work for it. I, I don't want to have to make you proud. I don't want to. I just want you to give it to me because you want to. And then that's how we got there. And I was able to, again, virtually wrap my arms around her. And I felt I felt so good about it. And so did she. And we, and we talked about it. And I said, well, see, this is the exact same thing you're going to have to do when you get out in the world. I know that your relationships have taught you that you're going to have to tap dance and, and do all the things so that you could get just a little bit of love. You'd have to do more than, than usual to get just a little bit of love. That's what your past relationships have taught you. But I'm here to tell you that I believe if you could be this vulnerable with people that you know really do care for you, and if you could say exactly what you said to me, if you could say that to them, because what she said to me before all of this got started is she said, I need a human moment. I need a human moment. And I told her, I said, if you could go to your friends and if you could tell them, I need a human, I need a human moment, guys. I need a human moment. I need to be human just for a moment. And then they say, you know, well, what's, what's going on? What do you need? And then she take the risk in that moment and say, I feel like I'm out of love. I feel like my love tank is empty. And I need your help. I need you guys to offer it to me. I bet they would. That's what I told her. I said, I, I bet they would. And so then she says, that is risky. That That is risky, Renee, but I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do it. Although everything in me tells me that if I ask someone for love, it's going to cost me a lot. And it's going to be a lot of work that I have, that I have to do, but I'm going to trust it because this felt really good today and I want more of it. And that's how we ended the session with her saying that she's going to um, be willing to take the risk 
and ask her friends for a very human moment. And then in that very human moment, she says to them, I need you guys to love me. And I know that sounds weird to many of you listeners, <laughs> but I bet for some of you, this resonates with you. Where you need just someone to see you and just wrap their arms around you and give you a long hug, offer you some care and some love. And if you're not getting that, and if you're craving it, but you're not getting it, then I wonder if you have kind of the same behaviors or the same thoughts about love that my client did, that it's going to cost me too much to get it. So I'll just keep being superwoman instead. And, and whatever pieces of love that I get, I'll take it. But if that's you, um, and I want to tell you the exact same thing I told my client, be willing to take the risk. Be willing to take the risk and say to those people that you know care for you, just take a moment and say, hey, outside of work, outside of everything, I need a human moment because I got something to tell you. I am Dr. Renee. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you next time. Thank you.